Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I'm excited at the rise of conscious, heart-centered celebrities. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. So let's just have a bit of fun today, Jane. Yes. Do something a little bit different. Um, of course, the lawyers have a serious edge to it because we can't just talk fluff for half an hour. But we do want to talk about how spirituality has played out in the public eye when really well-known, famous, rich or celebrity-type personalities adopt certain extreme belief systems, be they uber-religious Christian, Catholic, or other, um, or be they radically witchcraft, occult, crazy, um, or anywhere in the middle. And who does it sort of for the better? Who does it for the worse? How it affects the population negatively and positively in terms of what sorts of public discourses then begin to be discussed in the media? It's quite interesting. Obviously, super spiritual celebrities are are nothing new. I mean, Jesus was a super spiritual celebrity. (laughs) That as big as you can get. You could say. I mean, there were, um, you know, there's there's various examples throughout history. But, I mean, I, when I sort of go back to about, let's say, the late Victorian age, there were a few names who were becoming very notorious in social circles in London at the time for their Ouija boards, seances, wrapping of tables, um, ectoplasm coming out of mouths, like all of this kind of entertainment parlour game stunt stuff that was starting to happen. And what is it, Madame Blavatsky and all of these people people that were coming over from Russia with these bizarre concocted background stories, whether were true or not true. So spiritual celebrity has always been a little bit kind of reviled but simultaneously fascinated. You've always had the hypnotists at the fairgrounds throughout the 20th century. And then in the early sort of, you know, 60s and stuff, we had the Doris Stokes, the Spoonbenders, the Yuri Gellers, the Shirley MacLaine's, that kind of first wave that was coming through who were, yes, dear, and I'm going to channel your dead cat and we're going to talk to your deceased auntie and this whole sort of you know, little old ladies sitting in chairs being mediums um, and, and who, who gained notoriety. And basically the world was divided into two camps. It's absolute complete quackery and the other camp was kind of a question mark, maybe, or yes, we sort of believe her, which is, which is always what these people do. It's so divisive, isn't it? Yes. Um, in this day and age, obviously, we've got loads of Hollywood celebrities who run around doing crazy stuff, and we tend to sort of dismiss it like, oh, they're just so wealthy, all their money's gone to their heads, and they live in that artificial environment of, you know, Hollywood. So, of course, they sort of – they're allowed to be a bit weird. They're actors, after all. They're creative types. We expect them to be a little bit woo-woo and go to psychics in their spare time, etc. But there are, of course, obvious standouts, and we want to talk about some of those today. Mm. I want to start with music because I think one of the things that excites me the most is when I hear a new song or I hear a beautiful song that you can really submerge yourself into the lyrics and you just know that that artist is richly spiritual because there's no way they could sing those lyrics so beautifully with such heart-centred meaning. Give you goosebumps when you hear yeah. it. Mm. And that sometimes I think, I wonder if that's channelled. I wonder if they channelled those lyrics. So Tori Amos, who people from the 90s will remember, although she was never a huge sort of an artist, but the one song that was her hugest hit called Cornflake Girl, which you can easily find on YouTube, 
she's admitted in interviews that she channeled. And she said, you know, obviously it must have been a slightly different process to how she normally produced music because it was the only track that ever went big. Ah. But she said one day she was overcome with this feeling, she sat down at a piano and the whole song from start to finish came out in one go. And that was a mega hit. Wonderful. really interesting. Wonderful. It is, isn't it? Actually, somebody else who used that was um, the lady that wrote the Twilight book series, um, Stephanie Mayer. Now, she, it came to her in her dream. She had a dream, got up, wrote it. And I think, was it the ending, Beck? It was one of the chapters in, like, the, the last third of the novel. Right. And then she wrote the book from that point forward. From the beginning. Yeah. She yeah. went back to the beginning and had to yeah. start the novel. But I get really excited by that channeled content that you just know it's come from another world, another place, and that it's the time is right for the universe, to, for, for planet Earth en masse to be receiving these lyrics, these words, um, this movie. Like, mm. I think one of my favourite movies that had to be channeled was Avatar. Yeah. You know, oh, that was... absolutely. I remember watching that the first time and I just kept going, oh, my God, this is my world. This is my world. This is the world I live in. This is it. This is it. They've made a big Hollywood blockbuster about you it. Know, all of the sci-fi books by Carl Sagan, who writes the most amazing advanced sci-fi... So I think he's dead now. He did write the most amazing advanced sci-fi stuff and they made movies out of it, like Contact with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. He was a total sceptic scientific atheist. Really? And I'm just like, but dude, you were channeling everything. But, you know, you could also look at Michael Jackson on stage when he, you know how we always said stuff like. Oh, without a doubt. I never felt at home unless I was on stage, which is a really huge uh, statement for most people to get their heads around because most people, you know, that whole thing about public speaking is up there with death and divorce and the biggest fears in the world. But he would say he felt most at home on stage and, of course, his body moved in such a superhuman way. But also his lyrics. You know, his song, Black and White, uh, Man in the Mirror. You know, Earth if, if song. You, yeah, ex- oh, that Earth song was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, this is where I get the most excited about celebrity using their medium mm. to be able to push their ideas, etc. when they are heart-centred, which is why I started with that statement at the beginning. It wasn't so much an affirmation, but a, mm. a statement at the beginning of the show. You know, it's when they're using their integrity, when they're choosing roles consciously. There's a wonderful actress in Australia called, oh, she's just been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Noni. Noni Hazel Hurst. Hurst, who in her speech, acceptance speech, um, talked about how she only ever selected, consciously selected the roles that were for the better of humanity. And, you know, she's currently a big star of a, a TV series where she plays a very stern um, mother of a very wealthy upper-class woman whose son is gay. And she felt that's so important to get that story out. Mm. And, you know, she's known as the actress for saying no to more roles than she says yes. That really excites me because then any time that I see her name mentioned on anything, I will watch it because I know that's going to have good, gutsy, solid, conscious mm. content. Yes. But, you know, it, it's the lyrics that the artists use. It's, it's the morals that they choose in movies. Um, it's that was that guy. Oh, nice looking guy. I'm so bad with celebrity names. I really should not be doing this topic with you, Beck, because I really have always been bad. Um, good looking guy who was in was it um, the Matrix? 
Keanu Reeves. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Or is that your future husband? No, well, it's come my girlfriend say he's their future husband, but yes. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, he is amazingly spiritual. Super spiritual. And, he's and a has, surfer. I mean, all surfers are connected to nature. And, and gives away all his money. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He has very low needs of in terms of materialistic. Um, there's so many different... When you're talking about lyrics, so... And NLP, which for those who don't know is neuro-linguistic programming, which there's seminars all over the world you can go to to learn how the way that we language our world affects our neural pathways and our power in the world. Um, and so people historically have used that for, for good and for bad. So there are famous speakers like your Hitlers and those sorts of people who, whether they knew it or not, were using a lot of NLP to sort of entrain their audiences in certain ways. Now, there's a rapper. I don't know who it is because someone told me this, like, secondhand information, but there's some rapper in America who uses for the good a lot of NLP wording in his lyrics. So when he does call and response in a live show and he yells something out and he gets the whole crowd to yell back at him, he's in training them in positive NLP statements. Oh, that is awesome. Do you love it? I do love that. And now, how can we not go past Eminem? I mean, really. Well, well, what? What are you suggesting? That he's spiritual? Uh, he's, I'm suggesting that he is so deeply consciously aware of emotion. Really? Oh. I, I don't think he necessarily is, but I do think he's mastered vulnerability and raw transparency. He's yes. not afraid to show his ugly side, his rough side, his his failings, his faults. He's He's open about there's times I've been down, there's times I've been up, I've made mistakes. That's what I get from Eminem is the reason people love him so much is because he's so real and we always... But for me, that is a, a... That is one of the best qualities of being spiritual. I don't think he's spiritual, though. See, this is, I wouldn't call him Okay, spiritual. so now we might get into a debate about what is spirituality. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is probably a whole other topic Eminem, for another day. I've never heard any reference in any interview or song lyric or anything to him saying an affirmation or doing a prayer or saying an intention. That's not his... Oh, yes, it is. You need to re-listen to his lyrics. There's the challenge. I've got his whole album. What are you talking about? His one album. <laughs> well... I- I have many of his tracks and one of his albums. I don't know. And, you know, I guess it's a label that, you know, what is spirituality and do we give it the label? But I, as a, as a spiritual person, resonate beautifully with his lyrics on an awful lot of his songs. Because of the values he's communicating? Yeah, his values, his morals, his compassion, empathy, his understanding, his reaching for a better place. He's definitely doing his self-work in his own way and being yeah. public about but I, it. But that excites me too. Mm. Who, you know, who cares if it's I – mean, I mean, you and I are broken away from going to a church. We do it in a different way. Maybe this is just another way again. I broke away when I was 12, though. Let's just be clear. Yeah, well, I did, and then I went back, and then I <laughs> broke away, and then I went back, and then I changed churches and changed denominations and whatever. So well, there, but there's a slew of um, celebrities in Hollywood who are always going to be seen as the more – um, what's the word? Let's say black magic uh, skew. Uh, those who are interested in the occult, in witchcraft, in uh, voodoo and Freemasonry, Illuminati, those kind of people, right? Now, the ones that I know who are into it, I know that Nicolas Cage is into it because years ago when I was a journalist, another journalist who'd met him said, you know, I sat with him for an afternoon you should have seen his rings. They had pentagrams all over them. He was really talking about that. You know, he might not let that slip in in interviews uh, as much as some of the others do, but he definitely has the dark wizard side to him. He's really into um, 
linked with Freemasonry and stuff as well. Kesha, who's been in the news recently for a lot of totally different reasons to do with Sony and all of that, she is mad crazy into like wearing part of her placenta around her neck and like exorcisms and she had a haunted vagina and she's obsessed with serial killers. (laughs) Now to laugh because I'm going to. (laughs) Have you got a haunted vagina too, Jane? I've never heard of a haunted vagina. You can can be haunted anywhere, I guess. Read her Rolling Stone interviews and she talks all about her haunted. I'm open. Yeah. And then, of course, Angelina Jolie was and, you know, Billy Bob Thornton, people would always talk about their wild, crazy, sadistic sex that they would have and their blood in the vials around their necks and the She's always been into kind of that goth stuff, or she was a long time ago. I don't know what she's like so much now. It's really interesting. I think she's really come into a lot of light in recent years. She's come into a lot more, a different vibration than when she was a lost, younger, you know, promiscuous, eating disordered, gothic teen who was quite lost in her journey. And she's come into a real earth mother and a more of a goddess vibration of recent years with all her UNICEF. Definitely with all of the UNICEF. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So, so then, what about about that gorgeous girl that gave her um, speech? to United Nations um, from yes yeah. from Harry Potter she is a now I think blown. part of that is channel is channeled it, and it's so interesting to see a really young, fresh, modern representative on earth of the feminist movement who's accessible, who neither boys or girls could have an issue with because she's always had such a clean sort of image and she was in these beautiful childhood movies. You know, unlike Mandy Moore, who was in childhood, or bloody, what's her name, Mum, Lindsay Lohan, who was in childhood movies and then kind of went off the record. Yeah, but it's here's, a hard transition. Here's Emma though. Watson, who was in these beautiful, fantastical childhood movies and is standing on stage talking about equalism and it was done so beautifully so eloquently uh, it, it's and one of the masterfully. best feminist speeches i've ever yeah, ever heard so if you haven't so seen young. it jump on youtube and just type her name in it is amazing it's, it's so worth when a listen. young people have such defined passions you know it's, it's such you know a, the world's in a safe place where does don't it you? come from as well, well that's that's the thing isn't it and you know that that line between channeling or connecting to yourself or your higher self or your heart, it doesn't really matter. I've often thought I'm going, I am in my retirement going to play with songwriting, yeah. uh, not songwriting, lyric writing. I really want to channel yeah. about emotions and love because yeah. that's my game and I really think there's going to be some fun Good stuff come out there. So the next step up from the celebs who kind of dabble in almost attention-grabbing occult-based activities are uh, – and, and Maybe now Jane might disagree with me with this statement. Oh, we have fun when we disagree. I would put for different but similar reasons Tom Cruise and Madonna in the next step up from that category, which is both using deliberately provocative extremist religions to possibly make a media statement. I don't even know where to start to disagree with you on that. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe you just put Tom Cruise. And Madonna in the same so statement. So you believe Madonna is genuinely spiritual. I think she is, but I think she's also used it in a very wily way for a massive media engine for many years. No. 100%. I think that she, <laughs> I think that she does no different to what you and I do, which is grab a vehicle and go, you know what, I can help people. Her, um, she endorsed a book about Kabbalah. Yeah, because Kabbalah was one of her big 2000s trends. Read the book back. <laughs> But she didn't write the book. No, but she endorsed it, and that made me buy the book. I wouldn't have bought the book if she'd not endorsed it. But back then, now I would, but back then, 
I was a huge Madonna fan. The whole red string around the wrist go to the special church on Sunday with Lindsay and all the rest of them. That was a movement. That oh, was a, maybe, but the, the trans- actual core of the Kabbalah, that, that um, book that she endorsed changed who I am as a person around I'm, ego. I have no Massive. issue. I have no issue with ancient Jewish mystical systems. I'm talking about Madonna being a very media savvy product of someone who's managed to stay famous for decade after decade after decade and she knows what she's doing and she knows how to do it. She is spiritual, but her spirituality usually and quite often frequently plays into her videos, her public identity, the way she positions and projects herself because it keeps her looking cutting edge and different to the norm in a way that makes people wonder. I'm not saying she's doing it for I don't see it as I don't reasons. no I think that who Madonna is is a full blown warrior woman absolutely and that warrior woman will question everything she's and like that's her. every song that she's ever done just Quadruple about has been leo she's got so much lion in her star sign she's all about on stage and roaring like roaring her messages is who she is and so anti-establishment yeah that she will question everything in just about most i mean yes she's got some just light-hearted fun pop songs but she's got loads that are very questioning she always uses every platform that she has to help people to think that's her mission think you don't have to agree with me. Sometimes she's off with the fairies. Yeah, and I, I full-blown believe that. I, no, she, I've had agree. multiple celebrity dreams with Madonna, I'm telling you. <laughs> no. You've got a girl crush on Madonna. Oh, I always yeah. have had. But no, I've had multiple she doesn't really challenge, interesting dreams. She, she does challenge people to think, but she also enjoys being controversial because yeah, she but gets that a massive what, attention getting kick out of it. I don't have the problem with that, though. No, but I'm just stating. That was her whole sex book was how can I be really, really provocative and get heaps of attention? That was her, particularly when she was younger. It was what she was known for. That's how she became Madonna. But, how, but wherever there is that bold, ballsy, bold bravery of putting yourself out there and being completely controversial, yeah, that is so divinely centred. It's amazing when you back it up as she does, with resources and talks. And, you know, it's not a coincidence that she is asked to honour so many of these celebrities in the last few years that have passed away. She has got this unique ability to combine warrior woman with deep compassion. Yeah, but she's no Sinead O'Connor and she's no Bono. That's I actually think she is, but in a whole different way. Okay, so well, then we move into another camp, which is the philanthropic, humanitarian, environmentally, morally led celebrities who use their platforms for political. We've got who is it from Midnight Oil? Peter Garrett. Yes. Um, we've got here in Australia, like actual musicians who've become politicians. We've got people like like Sinead O'Connor, whose lyrics are so socio-cultural, political, in-your-face, challenging. Um, we've got people like Bruce. Well, you too. Bruce oh, Springsteen. Yeah, he just recently cancelled a tour. Um, I'm not sure where it was uh, in America, but one of the states in America who had just passed a legislation to stop transgender people using um, using the bathroom of their identified gender. And he was so appalled at that that he cancelled the concert. Now, you can debate whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do. I'm not here to make a judgment on that. What I love is that these people are willing to stand up for what they believe in. And I I just applaud that and find that exciting. Mm. And that's an opportunity for that whole debate to be 
aired around the world. Everybody was talking about it, and therefore opinions are shared. Therefore, education starts to happen. Therefore, conscious awareness. Yeah, and that's wonderful. Other wide awake, really wide awake, conscious celebrities that I'm seeing out there are Pharrell Williams. Beyonce to an extent, although I'm not 100% convinced on her, but I'm highly convinced. A lot of people say that she was backed by the Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati, yeah. Um, Ashton Kutcher, who recently, when he accepted the Teen Choice Award, made the most phenomenal speech. I encourage everyone to Google it. Maybe I'll stick it up in the comments underneath. Actually do, because you were sharing with this um, be- with me before yeah. we started recording. And, he um, is wide awake and not buying the bullshit of Hollywood. He is fascinating to listen to talk. Really good for our teenagers yes. to, to watch as well. And also... Um, Oh, uh, uh, um, Jim Carrey, who is the last person many people would think of being highly spiritual and highly emotional conscious. But again, you should see some of the videos he's got banging around right now. Lady Gaga has said some extremely highly spiritually conscious things. Sia. I love Lady Gaga. um, Sia, how clever is she? She's from our hometown, by the way. She is. And she's world famous. And she used to play guitar for Michael Jackson and all kinds of things. But certainly a musician, songwriter in her her own right. Michael Jackson. She played guitar. You're thinking of the other Adelaide girl. That's Ariana. Oh, that's Oriana. Okay, Sia. We have good talent in our town. <laughs> we have a lot of talent coming out of Adelaide. <laughs> Sia, who deliberately is deciding not to show her face in any media interview, in film Video clips. clips. No, she uses a, a dancer from that horrible series, Dance Mums, as a dancer. I'm obsessed with watching it because I've got to tell you, everything on that show, having had my own dance studio, is actually the truth. Mm. But she uses somebody else to stand in for her, so she yeah, doesn't she have uses to show the dancer her face. Yeah, she uses she doesn't want to feed that media identity engine, which I think is interesting. Um, but oh, what was that? So, but the other person I just wanted to mention while I'm talking about totally wide awake, ethical, conscious, spiritual people in Hollywood is Russell Brand. Well, how can we? We can't do a podcast without Mitch. He's actually my number one. Because he has managed to do that most clever, clever thing of combining comedy with spirituality, which gets a lot of people over the line and listening who wouldn't ordinarily... Maybe we should talk about J.R. C... What's his name? J.R. Sears as well? You know, that guy J- that... J.P.C. J.P.C. Yeah, but hang on. He's not famous enough. I'm talking He's getting really, there. He's really quickly famous. quickly getting there. Famous people. Mm. Comedy is the great leveller and the great includer because anyone can, can come in if the, because it offsets. It's a little bit self-deprecating. It's a little bit like we're all in on this together, but it brings really important messages through. And, of course, he's one of the most articulate people I've ever heard. I mean, no one's got a vocabulary like, like Russell No. Brown. He's incredible. It's like you can read his book and you read, like, one paragraph and you've got to, like, put it down and think about it he's, for two he's days. He's like an Oxford so deep. He's an Oxford scholar out of the ghetto, and he does that deliberately to challenge people's conceptions of where well, he's Well, you say from. you don't want to live in my brain for a day. Well, I don't want to live in his brain for no, a day. No, me neither. Oh, actually, no. Actually, I would really like that. I really, really, really want to meet him one day. Hmm. Look, we have to talk about Oprah. Yeah, we have to talk about Oprah because she's been one of the greatest dividers um, internationally for how people perceive spirituality in the mod- in a modern context. Yeah. So clearly she's made insane inroads into raising awareness around all the good that is to do with spirituality and emotional consciousness. But, of course, on the same bandwagon, we have just as violently kicking back the detractors. So we have, like, Newsweek in America, major publication, putting her on the front cover saying, Oprah's quackery, you know, gone too far. You know, a lot of dissenters challenging her. She, had, she really took a lot of criticism in the 90s. 
particularly, didn't she? she that was to. really when she it was She was big. forging really new territory there, putting a lot of stuff into people's faces that made people very uncomfortable, who came from conservative, medical, religious backgrounds, who just couldn't handle all this new age woo-woo that she was starting to spout. But this is where through the 2000s I saw the world all of a sudden kickstart and start to grind and upgrade really fast into accepting all this wellness-based stuff, which even just two or five years before, not one suit would have embraced. All of a sudden, you had every suit from the big financial bank doing yoga in the morning at a corporate retreat. Like, you know, all of a sudden, everyone was getting green spirit. All of a sudden, they launched raves. Have you seen this? The daybreak raves. Therefore, 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning for two hours before you go to work and all you get is cold juices, cold coffees, uh, like cold, like everything's like good for you, wheat germ, whatever, and you go and just dance to happy music. No drugs, no alcohol, nothing. Oh, I want to go to that. And then you go to work all empowered with positive statements. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's absolutely beautiful. Now, you mentioned his name, but we need to talk a bit more about Bono. Yeah, well, what do you want to say about well, it? Well, I just feel... He's been quiet for it. For, I mean, he, he really was on, a, on an arc at one point where we heard a lot about him in a really out-there activist type of a way. I don't know that I hear so much about him anymore, but I'm sure he's still working and really hard. Well, I'm sure he is too. And then we look at that, uh, so Bob Geldof. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when he did Live Aid? Yeah. 1987. Exactly. And actually, very sad little story on that was that... Um, I was um, backpacking through Europe and, and Africa in 87 and I was in Morocco and saw bags of flour that had the Live Aid, um, what do you call stamps it, on uh, stamps it. on it mm-hmm. for sale. So, And I think it's been quite well documented that, you know, it was brilliant what he did. He raised so much awareness and he raised so much money. But what they didn't have in place was the infrastructure to actually get this through to the people that needed it. Now, some of it got through, which is terrific. And when I give to charity, as long as some of it gets through, I'm okay with that. I know other people prefer to think that, well, no, it all needs to get through. I'm not giving anything. That's their choice. Um, However, um, I just wanted to mention him as well because there's so much really cool, good stuff that is done that is hard work. and, And it excites me. There's one more celebrity I want to mention who we'd be remiss to also not mention because she ties into the ep we did a few weeks ago called The um, Dangers of Extreme Wellbeing, and it's Gwyneth Paltrow. So Gwyneth Paltrow is someone who I do genuinely believe is spiritual, but I also believe she's in a very dangerous bubble of unawareness or not anchored into reality about how her methodology translates to most people. Now, what does that mean? It means that she has created this whole empire around this very quite narcissistic-looking projected perfect wellness lifestyle. I feed my children this and... They, but, but it's hundreds of dollars worth of ingredients for the average person to have to mimic. Um, I recommend vaginal steaming. I recommend all this sort of stuff, which just sends people crazy because she always seems to irresponsibly drop it in the wrong circles or in the the places that isn't quite the right demographic. So she gets all this kickback from the people who really shouldn't be shown that information in the first place because they'll never get it. it and and in the, she keeps propagating this goop newsletter and this goop website and this goop online store which has some kind of mixed and confused values and is very much about we're all really really vegan spiritual here except everything is astronomically expensive uber luxe and uber glam now that is a new category in its own right which has been fascinating to watch develop as spirituality meets modernity 
But I think Gwyneth is one person who is just not quite hitting the nail on the head and going about it not quite right. Now, Jane and I talking about this today, believe it or not, just not just to giggle and argue, we're talking about it because this is about personal truth. This is about integrity. And it is about when you get a lot of messages shown to you by people you might look up to, how it's really easy to follow the mass, the, the whatever, the, the loudest voice, the most impressive voice, the most authoritative voice. We want to really drive home the message today that no matter how much you might idolise someone in your own neighbourhood or up there on a, on a totally public stage, like even the Russell Brands of the world, who we really do love and trust, at the end of the day, it's what you think that is always the most important for you in your life. It doesn't matter what you've read in an ancient sacred text. It doesn't matter what you've heard from a celebrity you've idolised for 45 years. If it doesn't resonate with your truth, don't buy it. I also want to add that when you do follow someone too, it's not about following them 100%. You know, I'm never going to agree with everything that anybody that I admire says all the time. But you can take good bits and use what resonates with you as being your truth with their truth. They're still all human on self journey. Yeah, that's journeys. right, exactly. They're still all making mistakes. Nobody, even the Dalai Lama would be getting up still working on his own stuff. You never stop learning. That's right. Everyone's just at different stages of the work. Exactly. I'm excited at the rise of conscious, heart-centred celebrities. And we're excited to have all of you on board. And we are also excited to now be on Kix Radio in, well, it's based in Adelaide, but it is international. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you, what's Kix website? is K-I-X-X.com. That's right. And they're playing our shows. They started at number one, so I'm not sure what they're up to now, probably about number 20. Uh, every night, Monday to Friday at uh, 10 p.m., Australian Central Standard Time. Which is really exciting. We're on Speak Up Talk Radio in America. So you can tune in and listen to us there. Um, We are, of course, on our own website, lovelifeshow.com. We are on iTunes, where you can really help us out by leaving a review to help keep traffic and, you know, Google and so forth finding us. We are on Facebook. Yes, which is facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow, where you can private message us. You can. And we are also on YouTube, just in case nobody knew that, or I haven't mentioned that enough we have a whole youtube channel going where you can find us and actually we don't have videos per se um as in you can't watch jane and i talking yet but you can hear us through youtube and i think we've got some sliding um some slides that that go up with different um, pictures and aspirational quotes on them, which is kind of cool. So until this time next week, look, have fun learning every now and then new bits and pieces of spirituality from celebrities, from Hollywood, from comedians, from activists. But at the end of the day, heart centre, anchor into your own truth and always do what resonates with your soul first. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.